This is R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. NFL season kicks off tonight. KC defends their championship, favored by nine and a half at home versus Houston. KC is the favorite to win it again this year, paying six to one. Baltimore next, six and a half to one. Then San Francisco, 10 to one. Then Saints and Bucks, 12 to one. NBA continues. Lakers up 2-1 over Rockets. Tonight, L.A. favored by 5.5. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday and live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. And man, if there's ever a time to say a great nation, kick off NFL football tonight. And we'll take a minute and think about where we were not that long ago and how great it is to be here. Sports bettors listen for the money, sports fans to know more than their buddies. I'm a pro. Jonas is a Joe, but he's my favorite Joe in Los Angeles, Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a night in which we get the season opener in the NFL for 2020, we've also got a pivotal game four in the NBA bubble. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday? Well, we're going to be very specific. We're going to start with the macro big picture in the NFL and how great it is that we are kicking off. That's right. They'll be kicking off later on tonight. It is the season opener, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. Texans at the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs on NBC right now on pregame.com. Kansas City, a nine and a half point favorite. Jonas, is it is it corny to say that The United States, that America, that part of what makes this country great showed itself with the NFL season kicking off. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because and it's funny to think that the really dumb people at the bar, let's say Barney at the bar, as I call him, this faceless person. Well, he, he's kind of the Simpsons Barney in a way, right? Remember Barney the burps <laughs> yes. all the time? Yeah. And America is a lot like Barney. Think about it. A lot of smart people, a lot of people with PhDs, MDs, etc., are like, well, we got to do this. We got to do mm, maybe a lot of that talk. And Barney's like, play football. And I get it. Sometimes that meathead way of of approaching things is dangerous and sometimes it's wrong and no doubt. But you know what? Sometimes it's right. And it's not so much that 
Barney at the bar gets it right for the right reasons, but sometimes you just got to say it doesn't matter. The details don't matter. That we're going to keep going forward. And I believe the entire country, and let me ask you, if we weren't kicking off tonight, if this was like Big Ten style, and we were thinking tonight was going to be the kickoff, but it ended up not being, how depressing would that be coast to coast? Oh, miserable. Absolutely miserable. I actually think, and I was kind of making this point, that I believe this weekend will be the most normal that we've felt as a country in probably six months because everything has been out of whack. The NBA season's out of whack. Major League Baseball, hockey, whatever it is that you're into is completely out of whack. The fact that we're going to actually get to wake up, and depending on where you're at, wake up a little earlier or wake up a little later and get to watch a full slate of NFL games on Sunday is the most normal thing we've had in half a year. No doubt. And to me, I think it's important to, in both sides, right? Left, right is, you know, in a way the right might say, oh, this is a celebration of, you know, the no nonsense approach of going Barney in a way going forward. And, you know, maybe, but I also know this, that the NFL is, Good for it, it, it should be open and a wonderful thing for the left and the right and anywhere in between. And you know, I don't know. I guess to me, I, I don't mind competition, I don't mind people disagreeing. I just hate if it just spills over into everything. So, to me, you know, hopefully, it, it, you know, because again, if you look at it, the NBA, did it too, and you know, a lot of the left appreciates the NBA. And, and are more fans of that, but they did it different ways, but here we are, and there's no guarantee there's not going to be teams that have to even forfeit a game, but I feel very good we're going to have a Super Bowl champion this year. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. So, Jonas, I thought this would be a good time to give a macro, big picture. What are the biggest factors this NFL season that are different than a typical NFL season and to me there's two things clearly that make that list one is the lack of fans and number two is the lack of prep time that the no preseason games limited offseason stuff how is that going to affect things so I'm going to kind of quiz you first and get your take and then we'll give the Vegas take so let's start with the fans how do you see the fans or lack thereof in each given case affecting things? I don't know. I think it's going to be different for sure. I don't know if, if that's a good thing or a bad thing for, for home teams. Uh, like, I've thought about, you know, like, think about the loud stadiums, New Orleans, Seattle. You know, what are the chances that you're going to see as many false start penalties on the offensive line because they can't hear the snap count? Or maybe that would work into the advantage of the home team because now they can hear every call on that side of the ball. So I've kind of gone back and forth when it comes to fans and the limited number of fans in certain places and what the true impact of that is going to be. And then when it comes to just sort of the lack of prep time, I've thought even bigger picture than just this year. I wonder how many NFL careers will never get an opportunity just based on the fact that there was no preseason to get any looks and there was no real offseason to get any looks either because once next year's offseason starts up, there's a brand new crop of rookies that are going to be coming into the league and a lot of guys will get shuffled out without ever really getting a chance to be seen. And that's a very human feeling 
and I think it's true, meaning there's certain situations in which the people, like let's say March Madness, the team that gets in at 64 or 68, last at large, those teams, they have almost a 0% chance to win it. So it'd be nice if they made it, and maybe they could have won a game or two, and it would have meant good things. But in the end, the team that wins it, wins it every year is the best team. There's not some other team that didn't make it. But when it comes to getting cut this year, and let's quickly explain why you think that the rookies and some marginal players have less of a chance is – to me, it's it's simply less opportunity to make yeah. an impact. Is that how you see it? Yeah, that's really what it is. And and a guy that you can point to recently, and there's been players throughout the course of history who've made NFL teams because of what they've done in, in say, a fourth preseason game. The guy that you can point to this year or in recent years is Austin Eckler of the Chargers. And they even talked about it on Hard Knocks this season when uh, Anthony Lynn, his head coach, said, man, if Austin Eckler didn't have that fourth preseason game, he wouldn't have made the team. Like, just wouldn't have made the team. And then Austin Eckler just signed a $24 million contract this offseason. So my point is, with these young players not getting the reps or the chance in real live game action, even though it's just preseason or even just, you know, joint practices or things like that, that limits their opportunities to get looked at. And so the coach is always going to default to the guys that he knows as opposed to the guys that he can learn about because he doesn't have time. That's Jonas Knox. We're straight out of Vegas. We're talking about the two big macro, big picture effects this NFL season, different than any other season. Lack of fans, lack of prep time. Let me put a bow on the rookies that might not make it, that should have or could have in normal circumstances. I think it's not only a lack of opportunity to make a statement, to to show their worth, but also there's a tendency to be conservative when there's so many variables otherwise. Right. If you're rushing to the airport, you don't you, you don't want to take any other risks if you're late, right? Right now everyone's late in a way all these teams cause of covid, they're all you know trying to catch up. They don't want to have to teach a rookie. Get that 6-year guy who maybe wasn't quite as good and, and I think that there not only was that lack of data points, impact opportunities, but also a bias towards being conservative. Now, the other ways, the lack of prep, and this cannot be overstated. This is the number one factor, at least for the first four games of this year and perhaps and likely beyond. And we'll keep you updated what we think the importance is but the covid lack of prep time is a massive disadvantage to a team with a new head coach teams with new offensive or defensive coordinators now if it's just one it's a less right so okay teams with new quarterbacks tampa bay for example and the one you don't hear as much about shuffled or changed offensive lines. The amount of cohesion it takes to play O-line, five guys together in the NFL is massive. The lack of practice just since the collective bargaining agreement five or six years ago, maybe even more now, has been a struggle for O-line play. Now you diminish that significantly, 
And then you think, what about the teams like the Browns, who quite frankly made some real upgrades on the line? And I think come week 10, Browns are going to have one of the top 10 lines in the NFL. I don't think they will in week one, two, three, and four. And finally, young players. Doesn't matter who you are, a Joe Burrow. He's also a new quarterback, but just generally young players are going to have more difficulty. Does that sound right to you, John? Yeah, no, 100%. I think, you know, and also coaches, um, you know, these new coaching staffs, uh, whether it's Joe Judge or Ron Rivera or some of these other guys, Kevin Stefanski, I mean, there's a lot to being a coach even more so than, you you know, that, that you have to deal with and the fact that they've sort of been thrown off and trying to get ready for a season and then they're just thrown out there without any real reps in a, in a game environment like a preseason game or anything and all of a sudden all these games just count right off the bat i mean i think that's also a major impact uh, no doubt and like we said uh and and i think we're saying the same thing we were talking about new head coaches yeah. new offense coordinators yep. new dcs and i think carolina is one that maybe is the most extreme because remember all those new defensive players eight new defensive starters out of 11 and the dc has never coached in the NFL one day before this offseason. So not even like as a younger coach. So you don't have a ton of experience. I am so optimistic about Carolina midterm, the next five years. I'm not this year, and I'm especially not early in the year. And Miami's the same thing. Peter King's out. Oh, they're going to win the division. They might. I don't think they will. And I think they're going to struggle early. They upgraded their O-line. But again, changes. So very important, I think, to keep in mind this stuff. So let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll explain the fans. Some people say they're not worth anything if there's not enough to be loud. I disagree. We'll explain. That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will get to one of the biggest impacts that COVID will have on this season's NFL. No doubt. Great day to join us. We're going to be talking Lakers and previewing tonight's game and a little who's the number one team Jonas we've been counting down from 32 and we are one today you know there was a guy named Stu Unger you ever hear Stu Unger I know the name I don't know I would need to look into it a little bit three-time World Series of Poker main event champion he was called the kid he was a, a true uh I mean, he literally was like chess players or prodigies. He was like a prodigy at cards. And, you know, he won poker, uh, you know, a bunch, including those three main events. But what's fascinating is he could take a 52-card deck, you know, normal card, and literally you could deal out the cards quickly, like one, two, three, four. And after 51 cards he could know what the last card was. Wow. 
Think, think about that. Right. Is it like you're, you're having to think, all right, two aces, three, eight, all right, that's a seven. That's a seven. And then there's one card left and he'd get it every time or almost every time. So he's better than Fez. Well, at that, yes, no doubt. He's, you know, passed away at this point. But it's kind of like that with the 32 teams. If you sat and said, OK, I know they had the Bills out one day. Who's number one? We're going to talk about it in a little bit. <laughs> you can listen to us on. 225 FSR stations, coast to coast. And also, this is the fastest growing show in the network. We've doubled our audience. Thank you so much in the last year. Thank you so much for that. And uh, this is going to be a great football season, no doubt about it, right here in Las Vegas. 85 degrees, not so bad. The neon is flowing. So, RJ, we are going to get to one of the biggest impacts on this NFL season. First, want to let you know straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, the NFL season kicks off later on tonight, 820 Eastern Time. Texans at the Chiefs. There will be limited numbers of fans in attendance at Arrowhead Stadium, but it will by no means be a capacity crowd with being COVID and the impact of COVID on stadium capacity around the NFL. A lot of questions about how important this is. So typically in the NFL, home teams get a three-point advantage. So if you have two even teams, home team is going to be favored by three. As the years have gone by, recent years, a lot of people speculating, you know, three might be a little high. And, you know, is it is it a little less than three? I think probably these days generally. But now you add in the lack of fans. The consensus was cut it in half. Because if you think about home field advantage, what are the elements? It's that you don't have to travel, right? Well, that's still in place, right? So that's still there. It's also you're familiar with, you know, the bus route the locker room, the sight lines. Hey, that's still in place. And then there's the crowd support and the crowd noise, which at many places is not in place. So that's why they thought, you know, maybe one and a half, maybe two points. The reason people have instead of three. Now, Matty Holt, who's on the show, typically on Wednesday, he's on right here. He's the former bookmaker. And he had a great concept. He said, yeah, home field advantage is decreased, but how about road team disadvantage? Now, why would the road team disadvantage be more severe? Because everything you're doing on the road is unfamiliar. And if you're trying to have a modified bubble with your 200 people on the team, you know, players and all the support staff, that is not a small thing. Is the bus properly wiped down? You know, is the bus driver been checked blood test or, you know, a COVID test? Just think about the thousands of little things that got to be considered. And to me, I think that if you add in that road team disadvantage, you might be moving up towards three, maybe a little less. But I think that's a big factor. Does that 
makes sense to you. Yeah, and I actually, um, and the point was being made by Eric Mangini this morning on Fox Sports 1 when he talked about, like, the Texans being the first team. Like, they're really the first team that's going to have to get on the road and travel to Kansas City. And so you see that and you go, and my thought was, man, nine and a half points feels like a lot of points for a team that beat Kansas City a year ago in Kansas City and then was leading and, and leading them by a wide margin before Kansas City came back in the playoff game. But then when you start to factor in yeah but nobody's had to actually operate like this they're really in essence the guinea pig if you will for for what this new traveling is going to be like for nfl teams it kind of throws everything up in the air do you think somehow you're going to get my pick early? Is that what you're hitting at? By like, listen, say, not... it, feel, it feels like too many points. You're like kind of waiting for me to respond. No, Jonas, just because, <laughs> just because I, my winning streak was able to bust through your losing streak yesterday with Toronto. Hey, I'll take right? what I can get. It's kind of like the irresistible force and the <laughs> immovable object. Well, Jonas's losing streak moved, baby. That was a hell of a game. <laughs> it wow. was. It what was. a game. But it goes to show you, if you were minus three in that game, how much more painful would it, the, the back and forth been than plus three? Y'all it, agreed. It, it just goes to show you how important the point It is a matter of points. I love Mangini. I, I mean, he doesn't broadcast. I mean, he like talks, kind of mumbles. But he is so knowledgeable in football. And I get it. Great broadcasters are great. Jonas, great broadcaster. And I, I truly believe that. But when you have a guy who's a domain expert like a Mangini or, you know, maybe a gambling expert, I don't know who that might be, but <laughs> you got to appreciate the knowledge there. And then if, you know, maybe the guy's a pretty good broadcaster too, RJ, um, you know, you just appreciate <laughs> that. But see, Jonas makes me look bad because he's so good. All right. I will say I disagree with one thing. I don't think the teams that go Sunday are going to have any advantage, meaning go as road teams. Because explain to me how whatever Houston learns is going to become known by these other teams. Yeah. Right? So, so I think all teams the first week are at a disadvantage. And then they're going to learn internally. And then next week or next time on the road, it will be a little bit easier, a little bit easier. I will say this. Think about a team you could imagine being late for a game because the bus driver didn't, you know, somehow the bus driver got fired and no one hired a new one. Like the Bengals, you could imagine that, right? Yes, of course. The teams that maybe they might fire their bus driver and not tell anybody are the teams I think are going to have a bigger road disadvantage. And a team like the Patriots – yeah, they're going to have it figured out. So in general, think about the London trip. The teams that you thought good things about on a London trip, all of the logistics, probably are going to be better road teams here. And the last thing I'll say is I strongly feel that you've got to overweight the performance you see on the road. Meaning, let's say a team does really poorly in week one on the road. Just tonight, let's say Houston loses by 30. I'm not saying that's my pick. Let's say it happens. You got to wonder how much of it is Houston's bad and how much of it is in this hypothetical that they didn't have the travel figured out, that they were especially backwards with it. And if so, wouldn't you expect that to continue the next road game? So I'm going to be overly waiting 
the result, when I say weight, is it how much uh, credence I give it, how much emphasis I give it extra on these road teams the first game or two to see how they do. It could be a fluke either way, but you got to take it seriously. Um, I think you want to look at this Lakers game? Yeah, let's take a look at it. The Lakers in a game four coming up tonight against the Houston Rockets. That game is actually tipping off at little after 7 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. Right now on pregame.com, the Lakers are a five and a half point favorite. Okay, neutral uh, court here, obviously. So that's a pretty big favorite. What's happened, Jonas, do you think, to the... Oh, my gosh. Lakers have the, you know, we talked about the worst eight seed or, or the worst matchup for one seed because the eight seed was so good. Portland, boom, right through them, no problem. And then Houston, they shoot from outside. Boom, no problem. LeBron, we talked about the energy level was all time for him last game. Is this a zigzag kind of let down? And in general, do you feel like the Lakers, not that they're surely going to win it, but they've certainly answered a lot of questions. Yeah, LeBron's been awesome. Uh, he's stepped up in, in a big way when a lot of people thought, okay, you know, at this point, could fatigue play a factor, so on and so forth. He stepped up in a big way and played really, really well. They've also gotten great uh, great additions on the off the bench, whether it be Rondo or Morris, but Rondo, especially the last couple of games, uh, has been outstanding off the bench. And so that little bit that they got from their bench to go along with what you know you're going to get from LeBron and Anthony Davis, I think – has been impressive because a lot of people doubted with the loss of Avery Bradley, were they going to get anything from their backcourt? Was there going to be enough production uh, from other guys outside of the big two there in order for them to be able to distance themselves? And then you've just gotten inconsistency from the Houston Rockets to where at times they just can't hit a shot because they live and die by the three. I mean, odds are at this point, and they're strong, that the Rockets can be eliminated in this series. And it may be the end of this iteration, this version of the Rockets. And no one wants to kind of face this because it's almost incomprehensible. But it's true. The Rockets could have been at various points during this run. And I'm saying back with Chris Paul even. And that's what I'm more talking about. They could have been maybe the 10th best team in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And people are like, what are you talking about? They didn't even make the final. Well, think about it. By no debate, there's no debate, Golden State has been the most, or were during their you know, dynasty run, the most dominant team in the history of the NBA. All you got to know is this. All you got to know is this. Entering the year, they had two different seasons. They were about minus 200 to win the title against the field. There's never been another team that wasn't plus money. Michael Jordan, in his no matter what year it was, they were even money the best year against the field. So literally, with Jordan in his best year, you would have had to bet a hundred to win a hundred. You had to bet a hundred to win fifty dollars with Golden State, and Houston had them what a quarter of a game away from elimination twice. Yeah, and I don't know for sure Houston was the, you know. 10th best team, but probably the best team never to win a title for sure. And it may be the architect of that, Daryl Morey, gets fired. I mean, I would say it's at least 50-50 once they're eliminated. And Harden, maybe, probably, 
is like the next Barkley, as in best player not to have a title. And that is literally um, the history of the game changing stuff. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it, well, it's kind of I, I, you. You think about man, how many guys would have won a major had there not been Tiger Woods, or how many, how many, you know, potential Hall of Fame careers has Tom Brady stopped, or some of these other great players just because of their dominance, like the Utah Jazz teams, you know, Malone and Stockton, those were really, really good teams. The problem is they matched up against the Bulls in the finals, and so they don't get looked at the same way. If there were no Bulls. How do we know Utah wouldn't have been the team uh, instead of instead of Houston, who won those back to back championships when Jordan was trying to play baseball? I just there's a lot you can go through the course of history and say if you were born in another era, if you were you know if you played at a different time, what would your career have looked like as opposed to the competition that you had? Very well said. And for the kids out there, when he talks about the Rockets in the mid '90s. Just look up Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> I, I mean, that dude, he had a couple years. He might have been the best center I ever saw, man. He's awesome. I, I mean, awesome. amazing. He had a quadruple double. Yeah, I don't know if you so were good. We told you 32, 31, all the way to two. The best team in the NFL. We will preview next. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. We will get to a preview of our number one ranked team in our NFL season preview countdown here coming up in just one moment. Want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in store curbside visit autozone.com today to start your job fast get in the zone autozone i'm jonas knox voice of you the fan he's the voice of vegas rj bell and the number one nfl team vegas rankings pregame.com steve fezzik is yes kansas city and almost every year the team that won the super bowl could have lost and, I mean, Kansas City is such the example of that. Multiple games, three games down by double digits. They won it, though. And even that San Fran game, they were in a bad spot. And what was it, the third and 15, if I recall? Yeah. If they had lost, there'd be a total reevaluation. So you would think that makes the Super Bowl champion almost always overrated. And it's true. This year's the exception. And the reason for that is, you know what we'll do? Because we got it's so coincidental in a way that Kansas City's number one they play tonight. Let's take our final break. And when we come back, we'll segue from the rest of the Kansas City preview right into how it applies in tonight's game. And remember, Jonas, there has been big Houston money bet. Uh, leading up to the game. So it's going to be interesting to see what my pick is. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we've been counting down 32 teams all the way to number one with our NFL season preview. And that brings us to team number one, who coincidentally enough is actually kicking off the NFL season later on tonight. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. And we talked about it 
in the little preamble, typically Super Bowl teams are overrated. Why? Because it feels like, oh, of course that Super Bowl winner was the best team. You know what? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're one of five or six teams that could have won it, and the ball just bounced right for them. And thus, a team like the Saints, and after the Minneapolis miracle, let's say, the Saints could have been the best team in the league that year. But how much more value was there on the Saints the next year when they got beat that way than if they had won the Super Bowl? Right? So, in general, those Super Bowl champions are overrated. Kansas City isn't. And Fez has been on top of this. I remember we talked with Colin Cowherd, or I did, on the podcast I do with him every week during the NFL season. And we'll be having a pick number six tomorrow, by the way. The world premiere of Colin's pick. No one else gets. We get it first. Tomorrow, bottom of the hour, 6.30 Eastern. Is he had one week, and maybe week nine or ten, that KC wasn't in his top ten. And Fez was like, KC is underrated. And his rationale was they had a new defensive coordinator last year, and it took about half a season to get acclimated with the scheme. And thus, if you look at their season stats from last year, Kansas City's season stats were not near as good as they were in the second half on defense. And the truth is that defense evolved into what they became. Now another year should be even better. Same coordinator. Also, not only did Mahomes miss multiple games, you might remember, I think it was Matt Moore. Yeah. But additionally, he was hobbled in two other games. The first one prior to getting knocked out, and then the first one coming back, he wasn't quite 100%. So you could make the case four of the 16 games didn't have the best player in the NFL at full strength or didn't have him at all. You add that up, Kansas City's probably a little better than we think. And they're number one. And the reason Fez thinks there's actually value on them is because of those factors. Does that resonate? Yeah, and I can remember us talking about that last year when we were breaking down what teams in the AFC do you look at as being a potential – because all the talk last year was about Baltimore. Baltimore was the talk of the NFL. It was the talk of the football world. But Kansas City just started figuring it out. And once Patrick Mahomes came back – Kansas City only lost one game. It was the op- it was the first game back to Tennessee, and that was a shootout to which Kansas City, I think you guys pointed out the odds of Kansas City winning that game were like 95% late, but Tennessee in a miraculous win at home. After that, Kansas City didn't lose a game, but it felt like they were under the radar because offensively they weren't as dominant as they were the year before, and Baltimore was getting all the love. And let's not lose sight, and we said it yesterday, Baltimore team number two, and they are the second favorite, and we talked about it in the headlines. It bears repeating. The Super Bowl favorites, Kansas City 6-1, to one, and then you've got Baltimore 6.5-1. to one. So right there. And then you, uh, as you go down, uh, you've got San Francisco at 10-1, to one, and then you have Tampa and the Saints. Man, what a battle that's going to be. Uh, not only the game, but the entire year, in theory, at 12 to 1. Um, Baltimore, you could make the case from the maybe fifth or sixth game of the year on last year was as dominant in the regular season as any team in decades. By definition, the point spread is expectations. 
and they exceeded expectations. So if you beat the spread by 20, you've exceeded expectations by 20. If you look in, they call that ATS margin against the spread margin. Baltimore's against the spread margin was just unbelievable. Now, is there a problem in the playoffs? Kind of, it's the same Giannis question, right? A dominant regular season, can't do it in the playoffs. Now we got Baltimore having two playoff failures. I don't know. It's going to be one of the fascinating stories, but it doesn't stop Baltimore from dominating potentially the regular season. Let's look at tonight's game, though, Jonas. Set it up for us. Yeah, that's right. The Kansas City Chiefs will host the Houston Texans coming up 8.20 Eastern time, the season opener on NBC right now. The line has not moved since the start of the show. KC on pregame.com is a a 9.5 point favorite. Well, I didn't give a pick, Jonas. How's the line going to move? I'm just saying, you know, Ah. for people that are wondering. Unfortunately, we're passing this. And remember, guys, if you're betting for fun, flip a coin. Go for it. <laughs> kind of joking, but not really. <laughs> but if you're betting to win money, or some would say betting, I say betting. If you're betting to win money, it's about the line being wrong. The line has to be wrong in order to bet it. So why is this line right? I agree with you. It seems like a lot of points, but I think Kansas City has done more things right in the offseason as any Super Bowl champ I've seen for a while. And I also would make the following case. At 10.5, I would have picked Houston. That's what the line was. The wise guys already got to it. Bet it down to 9, 9.5. You can't take the worst of the number. Be careful in this one. We're passing tomorrow. I got a humongous pick for us. Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. Back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 